today on The Breakdown. Just another $130,000 tournament. Feels like every week we're doing one of these. But not every week do we involve Sam Greenwood, the hottest player on the tournament circuit these days, doing some, I don't even know if this is Sam Greenwood stuff or just straight up weird stuff. This is not things you see in the big tournaments really at all ever. And he's doing them right here on The Breakdown. With Grant Dennison. Jonathan Levy. Hey. That's great podcasting. You really, always challenge me to go longer. No, no. Yeah, because you know why I do that? Why? To make you look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you think you're special because really you good, don't right? talk for a second? <laughs> I kind of do. I think it's, it's one of the moments where I truly feel alive in the silence. I'm glad that I finally have something. <laughs> I'm glad it's doing something for you. That makes me happy. Okay. You needed something mm-hmm. after the whole, you know, March 9th incident. I we, mean, we won't bring that up again. That's just a regular Tuesday. Just, to me, if buddy. you see Jonathan cover yours, if you see Jonathan at the world series, or if you've been seeing him there, um, don't say chocolate ice cream to him. He'll have a reaction. You won't like the reaction. Okay. You can open yours. You can I see you. Are you waving? To me? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Oh, okay. I didn't talk about the thing. What did you say? I was talking about how everybody should just feel like you're a great guy. Ah, I just didn't want you to hear me say it. So when this podcast comes out, I'll be able to hear it. Then. No, you should cl- cover your ears that time too, <laughs> especially if you're driving. <laughs> we don't. Want, we don't want that. Okay, we don't want that. Okay, I'll play along. Yeah. Anyway, this is a 130k buy-in. Same tournament we were doing last week. Uh, much earlier last week, there were 26 players left at this time. Now there's only five. Yeah. Uh, in- involving Sam Greenwood, Bryn Kenny is there too. Those, those two guys have both been crushing it. Uh, the fifth place payout is fi- uh, 720K, pretty good, all the way up to first, which is 2.7 million. Yep. So we're in some serious money here. We've also got Makita Badzikowski at the table. He's going to be a big factor in this hand that we're going to talk about here. I mean, the five guys who are left, there's those two guys, Bryn Kenny, Peter Jenton, and a guy I don't know. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But, you know, it's a 130K buy-in. I guess that's how it works. I really didn't know Peter Jetton was playing this yeah. level stuff. I think it's like um, the hand we did last week where he's probably there playing cash. Yeah. And he, like, sort of got roped into playing this tournament. Maybe so. Yeah. Worked out pretty well, it looks yeah, like. He, yeah. He's, he's going to do okay, obviously. He's in the top five. Yeah. Anyway, this hand was suggested by David Sabian Jr. No, is it's Sablin. Sablin. David Sablin Jr. This is a first-time suggester. Good job, David. Maybe it's Sablan. Well, S-A-B-L-A-N. Sorry if we said your name wrong. Sablin. David Sablin. Could be Sablon. Subaru. Subaru. His name is not Subaru. I know that. It's yeah. They're a new sponsor. Everyone buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> if that were true, that would be cool, but it's not. Yeah. Um, anyway, we often talk about how in the super high roller ranks, there's always kind of like some player at the top of the game who just seems to be winning or finishing high in, in all the events. Sam Greenwood is the current guy. Yep. It's been Justin Bonomo. It's been Federholtz. It's been Dan Coleman. And we're always wondering what's different about that player than about the other players who are probably equally intelligent or at least close, equally skilled at poker, have the same similar instinct level. But somehow this one guy is just doing so well over and over again. We're wondering, are, did they figure something out? Did Federholtz figure something out for a year and a half or do something different? Or, or do you just run good? Are we just fooled by randomness? That's Fooled right. by randomness. Well, 
I don't know if I'm going to say this is like an example of Sam Greenwood doing something good that other players aren't. Because at first blush, what Sam Greenwood does in this hand looks just horrible. Yeah. It really does. I mean, I am so excited to talk about this and see if there's a way for this to make sense to because, us. This is like classic breakdown but, old, but this time, is what, old school. This is what's so interesting because Sam Greenwood is the current guy. It's not I just know. some random guy. I know. It's, he's the current guy, and he's absolutely doing something in this hand that we do not see any of the super high rollers doing. And he's doing it for a reason, right? Yeah. He's not doing it just because. He's, he's not an idiot. That's for sure. Right, right. He yeah. absolutely is doing everything for a reason. So there so yeah. let's see if we can figure it out it's possible at the end this is going to be over our heads and we're just going to be like well it seems real bad to me if i have to make an assessment i'm going to say sam green would fuck that one up mm-hmm. like that seems like the most likely outcome honestly at this point yeah but which is hard to say though because it's sam freaking Greenwood. he's crushing the, the super high rollers. right he's doing something absolutely right it feels like uh then we're going to hear people telling saying we're not qualified to, to yeah you know <laughs> analyze this we've heard that before we have heard that recently um and this this is one where i mean on one level you could reasonably say that at least so far because i have no idea why he makes the decision he makes on another level that's the entire point of this podcast right is for us that's what we started this doing it's like why are these elite players doing these things let's see if we can figure it out yeah you know and so here we are we're gonna that's that's you know we don't have to know we can be wrong let's take a shot that's what we do all right well, we are going to make an assessment of what we think of it, probably. Of course we are. Yeah. I, uh, I don't be... look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, maybe we'll figure it out. I'm optimistic because, man, otherwise, yeesh. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, we're going we're gonna to come up with a lot of shots in the dark. We're going to have to say a bunch of t- different times something along the lines of, well, if it was any other player, I would say it was horrible, but maybe we can give him the benefit of the doubt because it's Sam Greenwood, and I can say he's doing it because of this reason. I you mean, know? we're definitely going to say that a lot. Yeah. But let's let's dive into it. All right. So the blinds are 120K for the big blind. It is a big blind anti-tournament. Five remain, as I said, 720K current payout. Hey, let's talk about Twitter for a second. I didn't say where David Sablin Jr. suggested. That was on Twitter. If you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown... Use Twitter. We're the poker guys. But wait, but where did he suggest it? On our Twitter. <laughs> but that's 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 not really a place. That's a thing. That's from his. App. From that's, his that's, the, that's the apparatus with which he suggested it. Where did he suggest it? The Earth. I mean, yeah, the universe. That's correct, also. But maybe you know, hone in a little bit there. I want you to explain what you're saying. I mean, pick a place, buddy. It's a, it's a location. Okay, uh, LaGuardia <laughs> Airport. Thank you. Nice job. Starbucks. <laughs> the Starbucks. <laughs> there's only one in LaGuardia. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good. It's they a make good, up for the fact that there's the lines are long. It's a good Starbucks. Anyway, we are the Poker Guys on Twitter. If you want to suggest a hand, include a YouTube link and timestamp it like David did. Yeah, you should know this by now. Yeah, you but maybe it. you're new because we get new listeners all the time. And then now, now you know. Now you know. And that's fine, too. And you could be a part of this whole thing like David is by suggesting a hand. Yeah, and right now this is David's first... Uh, I think it's his first suggested hand, let alone yeah. first uh, hand that we've done. Definitely the first one that we've taken, taken note of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if he suggested one, it's been a while. But I don't think he ever has. But, you know, you can work your way up into the Poker Guys pantheon, making all-star teams, perhaps even one day... Hall of Fame. This is the first step on perhaps a very long journey. You got to take step one before you take step one you billion. You can't be, you know, David, I'll say this. Don't try and be the next Ben Page. Be the first David Sablan. That's a Sablan good way to put it. Or whatever. That's a, you know. the first step on your journey of a million steps. Yeah. I, I was looking at uh, like the news today, like Apple News. And one of the articles that popped up was like a CNBC article. And the title just made me angry. It said the first step to making a million dollars is making $10,000. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, this is a CNBC article. <laughs> there must be. That is one one hundredth of the way there. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> there must be more to that point than that. It's a mindset thing. That's obviously what they're going for, right? I guess. But yeah. So keep, anyway. that, keep that in mind next time you, you try to make a million dollars. You can't make a million dollars without making 10,000 first. Yeah. First, you got to do that. Okay. Anyway, five remaining. Sam Greenwood. Oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> it's already a doozy. I'm not going to lie, people. All Go right. Ahead. Sam Greenwood has 1.3 million. So okay. for you mathy folks out there, that's just under 11 blinds. Correct. It's not, not a lot of chips. Yes. Uh Considering that we're five hundred and his big blind ante, just gonna point out here, it's an even higher value than normal to winning the pot pre flop because the big blind ante ah. makes up extra chips that you would normally not see at a, a normal ante situation, nine handed, like five handed at least. Because they would cut it in half by yeah. now, you're saying. They're, well, or or they're if, about to. Or if it were normal antis, not big blind ante, then it would be less. Oh, yeah. There'd be right, fewer right, chips. Right. But these days, normal antis doesn't really exist anymore. It in doesn't. So. Anyway, what I'm saying is. Based on all of our traditional knowledge about when you're supposed to shove and what your stack is supposed to be, this is an even higher value spot to have fold equity preflop. Okay, right. With an eleven blind stack, right. And like if you were to say to shove and win the blinds, you would win two point five blinds right yeah. now, un, uncontested a lot, which is almost a twenty five percent increase in your stack. Yeah, that's like amazing. Sam so Greenwood anyway. has a really good hand. He's got Ace Queen of Diamonds in the cutoff. That's a really good hand. He limps. I don't. What? I don't know what's going on already. Okay. Why would he limp the cutoff with eleven blinds? Let's 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 try and figure it out. Okay. And don't give me the solver says so. Let's do better than the that. solver I think probably the solver, doesn't say. I can't so. imagine the solver says so. But let's try and figure out what's going on. Okay. Number one, Sam Greenwood is trying to do things that confuse the hell out of his opponents, right? Because everyone's so good. Yeah. This has got to confuse the hell out of his opponents. We see him doing this stuff that it feels like at other times too, where he will make calls where we're like, you can't really make that call with this hand. Yeah. Like maybe he's doing it specifically so they can't ever know he has a hand like this. Like he has the nut flush draw here. We don't think he can ever call a pot size bet out of position with it, with, you know, a pot size bet back. Oh, but, in the Chidwick hand you're yeah, talking about. But like, yeah. but he does. And by the way, that works because then he makes the nut flush and he checks to Chidwick who goes all in because Sam can't really have a flush and turns out Sam can. Yeah. So he's like, so Sam's willing to make like, marginal mistakes um, early for small amounts or smaller amounts to try and get big returns later because players who are so good assume he just can't have certain things, perhaps. Right. So the, having said all that, there should be no hand he should be limping with here, right? So when he limps, they have no idea what the hell is going on. Right. It, and it's Sam Greenwood, so you can't just put him on the like old man range of like, well, it's 7-8 suited or it's aces. Right. Yeah. Right. It'd be super weird for it to be either one of those hands. Yeah. Unless he's got unless he's lumping everything at with eleven All right. lines. So initial hits on what his intention is. Okay. Clearly his his intention is to get it in pre flop. That's like best case scenario, right? He wants to get it in pre flop. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So his goal is to do that. I, I thinks, don't understand. He thinks that maybe if he limps and it hear me out. Okay. Bad Zakowski is sitting there in the big blind with not many more chips. He's okay. got one point four million to start the hand. So he's got like 11 and a half bigs. Maybe Greenwood thinks that Batskowski has a pretty sizable shoving range once Greenwood limps and the small blind inevitably limps as well. And Batskowski's got 12 blinds there. Maybe, he's, maybe Greenwood thinks, okay, this is an easy spot for a snap call on Batskowski. And Batskowski's going to shove a lot. I mean, if we were playing a $200 tournament, I think that's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Where guys are limping a lot with this. When... 
possibly the best player in the world, certainly a top 10 player right now in the world. And even if people think he's just on a hot streak, a top 50 player in the world, I think no one would disagree with that. One of the very, very best limps with 11 blinds. What is Badzikowski's shoving range? I don't know. Maybe I ask you. I don't know. Do you think he's shoving ace four suited? I think maybe Greenwood thinks that. Why else is Greenwood doing this? I'm trying to come up with I understand, reasons. but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I know you're trying to come up with a theory. I want you to come up with a theory. I want you to be right about the theory. I don't see how this theory can be right. Wouldn't you... Let's pretend you're Mika Bazikowski. No, you're not. Nikita. Nikita, thank you. Nikita. It's actually an N. Is it? Yeah, but... Yeah, I huh. looked it up today. Weird. Okay. His whole name is spelled super weird based on how it's pronounced, but okay. I think it's Nikita. Okay. But anyway. Bazikowski. Yeah. Wouldn't... Okay, we don't know what's going on in his head. So the best we can do is put ourselves in this spot and assume we're really, really good okay. and smart. So we got to like, for you especially, we got to really reach Wow, here. thanks. That's great. <laughs> um, but wouldn't you be terrified of that limp by Sam unless he's doing it all the time? Well, the thing is... He's Sam got 11 Greenwood, blinds. He's going to have to have some level of balance here, right? I have no idea. Who's doing this ever? I don't understand it at all. Right. So, so I understand this is like a possible reason, but if you're Makita and you've got ace four suited and Sam limps with 10 blinds back, how in the world do you think you're going to get a fold? I mean, I would check that hand, but... So would I. What would you do with ace 10? I think I might ship ace 10. I might ship ace 10. But you're Guess calling what? ace 10 anyway. Exactly. If you have two eights, you're shipping and calling. Yeah. All the hands you're going to ship, you're going to call with. So I don't know what we're... If you're Makita, I, I'm not sure we're shipping... I think we're shipping a stronger range than normal when he does this, not a weaker range, is my guess. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see how Makita could ship a weak range okay. here. Well, I understand that we're not necessarily going to find the answer, Yeah, but do you have a better answer as to why Greenwood would limp? Good question. Because to me, that seems like the best That reason. does seem like the best answer. Um, it's really hard to come up with anything. I don't know though that... I can't come up with anything yet. I, don't, I may not be able to, but just because it doesn't mean I think we should pick a bad answer as our potential reason. <laughs> you know, like, okay, so I don't think that's a good enough answer. I don't know what the answer is, but thinking Makita may. OK, I mean, maybe wait, possible. I got something. I got okay. something. Maybe one of the guys between him and Badzikowski isn't really good and yeah. doesn't know what the hell is going on. And he's trying to set that up. Maybe that makes more sense to me than, than assuming Badzikowski well, would have to be the guy in the small blind. Tang what about Chi, the button? Tang Chi Hang. Well, you listed all the other players. Remember, oh, yeah. Everyone's good. I'm going to hand in Tang Chi Hang while you come up with some more. Okay. And see if so so the chance. idea would be, so Sam Limp's trying to get this guy to like, Sam maybe has seen this guy make weird plays with like just ace high, bad aces and stuff like that. And so maybe, maybe he's even seen someone limp earlier in this with like 11 blinds or, you know, 15 blinds or less. And this guy like raise ace four and get it in with ace four or something like that. And so Sam's like, all right. I'm planning this plan is specifically for this player only. All right. So it's actual Daniel Chi Tang is yeah. his real name in Hendon. And uh, he is third in the Hong Kong all-time money list. So it seems like he's not the guy to try to target with. How much is that? Uh, 4.4 million total live earnings. Has he played a lot of tournaments? Uh, I guess you can't tell that. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of caches. A lot of caches. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. If, he's playing, if he's playing super high rollers, it's possible he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just playing super high rollers a lot. I guess that's possible. It's hard to know. It is. Um, we've never heard of him, but that doesn't mean I he's good. I wouldn't guess that, though. I would guess that he's probably pretty good. I would guess that, too, but this, is my, this is, to me, is a better explanation than Badzikowski's going to like overrate a medium hand here after he sees Greenwood limp with 11 blinds. To me, that's even crazier. Well, I mean, maybe the big blind any scenario makes Greenwood really think that Badzikowski's going to have a lot more ships here than you would expect because like, you can't really 
put your finger on what, what Greenwood's doing when he limps here, right? There's no. no there's no way to really do it. So as Badzikowski, like you get so much out of the pot by shoving if you have any ace or anything that feels reasonable to shove here. I mean, maybe he doesn't call off with ace four, but he shoves ace four, maybe. Maybe that's what Greenwood's thought process is. I mean, if that's true, then this is a good play, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know if it's a good play, actually, because if we shove, we almost always win, right? Because people just fold mostly. Right. I mean, um, and even if, if Badzikowski shoves, and Badzikowski, by the way, has king nine in this hand, it's not like we're in incredible shape against king nine. Right. With ace queen suited. I mean, Sam, I guess, is also in a spot where he's like, it's time to, you know, I'm going to do some weird things to try and like double up. But yeah. like just moving in, Badzikowski has a pretty good hand he's going to call anyway. Now, now, it's most of his stack, too. He's going to call tighter. So, actually, maybe he'll play a little tighter as yeah. a result. Maybe, maybe, but he's calling ace-10. Yeah. Is he calling ace-9? Yeah, I think he is. He's probably, probably. calling king-queen. Probably. Is he calling king-jack? Probably, right? I, yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's fine if he folds most of those hands anyway because right. you get 2.5 blinds if you're Greenwood, which is the confounding thing about this. Like, Yeah, you do that again. You're going to have 15 blinds, and now we can freaking three-bet shove. I mean, this is something that seems like podcast one, not podcast 480 or whatever this yeah. is to talk about. But like, a lot of the value of shoving with a hand like ace-queen with 11 blinds is not just that it's a good hand, but also that you get to win preflop sometimes. And hey, if you get called, it's usually not so bad. Right. Like, there's a lot of great stuff that happens. Yeah, but but part of the value is the two and a half blinds. You just win some percent, like 60% of the time yeah. or whatever it is, you know, 70% of the time, whatever. Right. Whatever the number is, you add that to the times when you get called, then you still win, and it all adds up to a really nice number. So I don't understand, and the best I can do is he's hoping the small blind... I guess it could be that Nikita is gonna like overvalue some hands because he's short too. That's that's I think that's my best guess because of Badzikowski's stack. To me, it's that the small blind is gonna do something stupid. But either way, we're basically saying someone's gonna do something a little whack as a yeah. result of Sam doing something a little whack. I mean, do we really think Sam's gonna limp seven eight suited? If we're, I mean, I wouldn't think he's limping anything. I guess so. It's so it's a weird question to ask. But once you, once he's done it. Do we really think he's got 7-8 suited? It doesn't make any sense. He's got 11 blinds. Now he's got 10 blinds. There's no value in those hands with 10 blinds, except to shove them. Yeah. I mean, is it possible that Greenwood is trying to find a way to balance limping aces, kings, queens when he has this stack size and he knows that there's no value in limping 7-8 suited, so he has to balance it with something else and something with blockers is better? But He's, why would he want to limp those either? Why not just shove everything? Yeah, I don't know. That's what most people would do. Because like that other. Because now we're going to weaken our uh, our shoving range if we take all the big pairs out. You know, like we need to have them in there too. Well, he's probably going to shove sometimes. And I understand, but even so, like we're usually going to have more crap than we are strength when we shove the cutoff in eleven blinds, right? We're yeah. not going to have that. We're not going like, to. We're going to have a lot of like suited kings and stuff like that stuff that absolutely doesn't want to get called. So you need to have the stuff that you want to get called in there. Yeah. So okay. I'm pessimistic we're going to do any better than we've done. I am too. I believe if we had Sam Greenwood on, he would say, "There's these are the reasons, and we'd be like, huh, is my guess, as opposed yeah. to just like, yeah, 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 whatever, Sam. I don't think that would be what happens No, here. probably not. Um, my guess is Matt Berkey's listening to us do this podcast and is furious <laughs> that we're giving Sam Greenwood so much credit even though we can't explain it. That's fair. <laughs> That's um, a fair thing, Matt. You're, yeah, you're allowed, that, to, that be, is a fair you're allowed thing. to be upset about that. That is a fair thing. Uh, but what, what are you going to do? Here we are. Sam's so successful. We have to, we have to give somebody credit sometime. We're doing it. Um, okay. So I don't know what else. To, I don't know where else to go with this pre-flop. I mean, yeah. If, if we're going to analyze it uh, like on the internet and we don't know who this is, this yeah. is terrible. 
We would kill. I would never, ever encourage a coaching client to do anything but shove here. I would never encourage anyone to do anything but shove here. There would have to be an outrageous reason to not shove here. Outrageous. And I don't know what it could possibly be. Like, you know, like what could it possibly be? The other guy is too loose, so you shove. Great. You get his all you get the big double most of the time. The other guy is too tight. Cool. You shove this and a bunch of other things. What's the problem? Like, it's only ace queen. Like, you miss a lot. Most of the time you miss, you know, like getting it all in pre is, you know, you're usually no more than a 60% favorite. I guess sometimes you're like a 73% yeah. favorite if they have an ace. Cool. But like, I don't know. I think we get it in I believe we get it in against more aces by shoving rather than limping but sam may disagree and sam may be right to disagree it's possible but still with the value of the fold equity and like the non-guaranteed win when you get it in against whatever cards you get it in against i just don't get it no this is confounding anyway that's what happened okay so that's crazy that's already just bizarre all right i just want to say this to the listeners we ain't done with the craziness no not at all we're not even close so daniel Chitang is in the small blind he's got king five off he's gonna limp that makes sense. That's fine. Good job, Daniel. He's got 3.3 million, so yeah. about 30 blinds almost. Badzikowski is in the big blind, and this hurts my theory a little bit. He checks King 9 off. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe it's just barely not good enough. Maybe King 10's a shove. Who knows? Maybe. But, but like, it kind of hurts your theory a little he bit. He does too. check King 9 off. He's got 1.4 million, so he's also very short. Yeah. The pot is now 480K, and Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is where you want to be. With your 480K. Yeah, if you have 480K Bitcoin, guess what? That's a lot of money. Congratulations. It's a painful You're amount of money. You're very rich. You are so rich, and you know it, I hope. Yeah. I guess sometimes someone just discovers, like, oh, my God, I, had, I bought this Bitcoin in 2013. And or, like, I was mining I'm Bitcoin rich. in 2010 on this old thing that was in my... It was so easy to mine then that I was, like, on my HP 2009 laptop, and I accidentally mined... 48 Bitcoin. I mean, shit like that does happen. Yeah. You know, we've heard about that right. last time Bitcoin went crazy, you know, like yeah. we heard cool stories like that. Also like heartbreaking stories mm. about people who could not access their Bitcoin. They had like 50 Bitcoin and just couldn't get there. Dude, there's a guy who threw out like millions of dollars with the Bitcoin. Yeah. His like old uh, computer in, in England. He yeah. did that. And like he tried to get the city to literally like go through the entire garbage dump which is huge right like looking for the computer and he was like you know i will give you guys like 30 percent of whatever i get and they were like get the fuck out of our right. face like we're never gonna find it like no on. of course it's that's pretty devastating that has got to be tough that's way worse than the guy the the, the first guy who bought the pizzas where he oh, gave, yeah. or it was something like 80 million dollars worth of pizza or something like it was that. ten thousand bitcoin yeah for so it's pizza. yeah so there you go it's it's almost 90 million now yeah. um but at the same point, like that's as Heraldus Vulgaris has pointed out, that's really not so bad. Like anyone could have bought Bitcoin super cheap then. Like he could have bought more. Like it's he just you know like right. He it's, just had it and sold. You know like he could the next day he could have bought it again. It isn't like it was a, a a painting that he gave away or something. You can't get another one. It wasn't like the Mona Lisa. Anyway, we're talking about all this because Nitrogen Sports <laughs> is a Bitcoin only poker site. There is a reason. Yeah, and uh, that's that's great for a couple of reasons. Uh, super fast withdrawals is my favorite. Reasons. Yes. And by super fast, I mean 90 minutes, which is industry leading. That's true. I mean, other sites may use Bitcoin, but they don't use it like nitrogen. They That's bullshit right. around. They dingle your dongle. They, oh. they dink you and they dunk you and they make you wait like 60 hours to some, get, get your Bitcoin. Some people might like that. I know. And those <laughs> people are freaks, man. <laughs> but if you're one of the normies like us, you're going to want to yeah. go to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room where you get your Bitcoin in 90 minutes after you win 
our monthly Poker Guys tournament, which you can only access by using the link in the description of this podcast or any of our other podcasts or on our Twitter feed where we put it sometimes. Yeah. That link that we use, you got to use that or you don't even get to see the tournament. It is a 1,000 yep. times guarantee of the buy-in. So there it's it a 100, 100 millibit guarantee, 0.1 millibit <laughs> buy-in, whatever. I'm doing all the talking. Um, and so that means it's 1,000 times the buy-in guaranteed, and we never get more than 80 players. It's a great deal. Nitrogen are dummies for, for doing it forever, but they keep doing it. That's about the long and short of it. Yeah. Is it nitrogen bad? are dummies? I think it's nitrogen is dummies, right? Like Ford isn't Ford. The Ford Corporation are dummies. The Ford Corporation is is a dummy, right? It's you wouldn't a singular. say dummies, though. You would say I know. Nitrogen are dummy is what you should. <laughs> nitrogen is dummy. All right. I'm not going to fight you on this anymore. Okay. You got anything else to add? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your contributions. <laughs> And that's uh, that's how you get on nitrogen sports poker. Right? That's how you do the thing. Yeah, everybody. They got, they got sports betting. They got casino games. You can have all sorts of fun there. There's 480k in the pot. Sam Greenwood has somehow, some way, limped the Ace of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds, and made the poker guys' heads explode. Yeah, we've got um, Daniel Chitang in the small blind with King Five, and the old Badzi Badzikowski in the big blind with King Nine off. 40K in the pot. Deuce of clubs, king of diamonds, four of spades. Uh-oh, Sammy. I mean, whatever. It, should only, it shouldn't cost him very much. I know. He just should have shoved. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is maybe uh-oh for Daniel Chitang a little bit. Really? He probably should double up Bad Zikowski here. Yeah, Bad Zikowski's too short probably yeah, not to double him up. About 10 blinds yeah. left just to with top pair. And by the way, back to a straight draw with the five. Yeah, it sucks. So... Both blinds check. Okay. They could either reasonably bet here. They could, but they're probably both a little afraid of Sam. Right. Also, there's not much to protect against on this board except for an ace, which is like, you know, rare mm-hmm. for an ace to come anyway. Yeah. I think it's fine to check and let Sam. You figure Sam's going to bet a lot here, right? So, like, yeah. you want to you capture that value, especially bad. They're both relatively short. Like, you have no idea what Sam has, but you expect whatever it is, he's probably going to bet. You would think a lot. I mean, if Sam has two eights, he's going to bet, right? Yeah. I mean, if he has two aces, he's going to bet. If he's got nine, ten of spades, he's probably going to bet. Like, right. Like this is this is a relatively dryish board that we don't know if it hits his range because his range makes no sense. His range but is sure. nothing, and it is everything. His range Why breaks reality. Yeah, in we a way. We should be a little bit afraid of Sam. That that's so. I like checking. So I think there is some value in this limp, just in how we're trying to analyze it a little mm-hmm. bit. Like we are going in just cartwheels down a hill that and we have no control trying to figure out what the hell sam's range is and we can't even begin to enumerate what his range could possibly be correct and even though the practical application of what he's doing seems to be minus ev just the fact that he's confusing people who think about the game all the time and i'm sure he's confusing his opponents pretty well as well like that that there's some value there right to think like and in order for him to gain that value, he has to be Sam Greenwood, right? He can't just be some guy you've never met before. Like, oh, that guy's terrible. Right. I figured it out. The whole mystery is solved. No, it's Sam Greenwood. I like, think Sam, I think what, it, but it, what that means is to be, just to go a little further with that, that means that Sam has to mostly play in a way that does fall into the paradigm that everyone else is sort of, yeah. you know, understands. And it doesn't mean that he has to play perfectly or anything like that or do everything just right. But they have to understand that he knows what's going on. He has deliberate reasons for everything. You know, it isn't just like random spew stuff, period. You know right. what I mean? And that once in a while, he'll deviate wildly from, his, from these paradigms. And I think that's what's going on. And then it screws people up in all, in all directions. So right. they fold too much. They call too much in other spots. They don't know what to do against it. Right. And it's not even like you could just be a good player, though. Like, 
I think Tony G is a like a winning player probably in a lot of the games he plays in. Although I don't know if that's in this tournament he's probably certainly not. Oh but, no. But if Tony G limped with this hand, it wouldn't be so shocking, right? It'd just right. be like Tony G is doing some weird Tony G shit. Right. Like, but Sam Greenwood doing it, it's just like, okay, this is this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it checks to Sam Greenwood. He does bet. Yeah. He bets one blind, 120k. Fine. So so far it seems like the whole value of his plan is I'll get a dry board, I'll bet one blind, and I'll win an extra half a blind from the small blind having called pre. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, obviously, that was that's like the least exciting part of the plan, but sure. Yeah. All right, so what do you think Daniel Chitang should do with King-5 here, now that he's been bet into? Um, and the board is, again, King-4-Deuce? King-4-Deuce-Rainbow. Okay, I think it's a pretty clear call. Yeah, there's not much to protect against. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to raise and blow everyone off? Everyone, like, if either of these guys has a better king, they're probably not folding anyway very often, especially Sam. Sam, Sam either has very strong value or nothing, right? I mean, like mostly, like well, what's or the no, point? You could have pocket eights or something like that. Like okay, but if we check raise, yeah, he's probably going to fold. So that. although he that, might not, I don't know. Why wouldn't he fold? He might think like eights is too good to to fold on this board. Well, that would be cool, but like I think we got to be more worried about like the game theory disasterness of this spot against Sam. Yeah, not really worried about Badzikowski nearly as much as Sam. Really, right. I think it's a really clear call. I agree. What do you want to do as bads? He's got the king nine on the king deuce four board, and there's been the bet and the call. It's a min bet. I will say, if I'm sitting in that seat, it wouldn't occur to me to do anything but call, I don't think. It's weird. It's only one blind, but we're short. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm calling. I'm not folding, and raising seems weird as hell. It feels like a very clear call. What do you think? I think I would default towards calling, but Badzikowski decides to raise and raise yeah. small. So I want to try to figure out some reasons for this, like like we did the Greenwood thing pre-flop. I sure. think we can do a better job with this one, probably. Let's find out. Bazikowski makes it 260. <laughs> yeah. Which is tiny. Tiny. Because Greenwood made, bet 120 into 480, and then there was a call. Yeah. Tiny. So is this designed just to get, like, the random cards out of there that could improve? Like, Daniel and the small blind could have, like, a 4-7 type hand, and... And uh, Batskowski will never like know what card that guy's trying to hit. So is, is this just trying to get rid of those weird marginal hands and, and kind of consolidate equity limit hold'em style? I think it's not just that. I think it's also about he's not in position and he doesn't have initiative if he doesn't raise. Yeah. And he's really concerned about it checking through on the turn. He could ship the turn, I guess, if he gets called in both spots or one spot. He could. But this way he also gets to shut out equity. Um get value against some worse kings, which, by the way, it looks like what's-his-face has. The small blind has some worse, some worse kings. He will sometimes. have some of that. He'll also have some deuces and some fours. He can also have a few better kings, but you figure, like, if he has a better king, we're probably just going to yeah. lose to him anyway. Like, also I only have, have, you don't have many blinds. Who cares? He's, he's also got a little bit of wheel draws, different types of wheel draws. The small blind. The small blind, right. Yeah. Um, so, so I think when you put all that together, a raise is not crazy. Uh, there's a real concern I would have, which is what do I do if Sam doesn't fold yeah like that's my real i'm not even so worried about the small blind not folding it's like whatever like you've got a weird range that's like super wide and it's fine but sam if sam doesn't fold like now what am i gonna do yeah the thing that's weird about this raise to me is not the raise itself but the sizing like we could easily make it a more committing raise so that our decisions are easy in the future here okay i agree so all right so for bad zakowski why would we size it this way? One of two reasons, right? We're either Deucing. sizing it this way. What did you say? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Inducing. 
inducing, right? Yeah. That's one of them. We're trying to get one of these other guys to, to go. Yeah. The other reason, of course, is to save chips because we're going to fold. Yeah. So the question is really, are we committed to this hand or not? And the answer may be we don't know yet because we're three ways. I mean, if there's a shove by Greenwood and then a reshove by the other guy, we're folding. it's an easy fold. Right. If there's if Sam folds and the other guy like rolls his eyes and moves all in, we're calling. Yeah. If Sam folds, the other guy just moves all in, we're calling, right? Yeah. What are we doing if Sam calls? We're probably effectively shipping the turn. We're just going to go with it. Yeah. Because we're like, we're, we're getting it in no matter what. Yeah. Whatever. If Sam raises, what are we doing? This is the spot where we could fold, right? Maybe we fold if Sam raises, but then that means he, ha- he has very few hands that we have to be worried about. I mean, doesn't, I mean, what do you mean? Doesn't he have every hand? That, we don't have to worry about all his hands? Like, what is he supposed to have? I'm just saying there's not that many hands better than King Nine on this board in general. Okay, but if we think about his limping range, which again is completely yeah, unknown, we, we're not allowed to think about that. It's impossible. But but like it's like staring at a solar <laughs> eclipse. You don't want to do it. Don't think about the limping range, Jonathan. <laughs> you'll, go, you'll go blind. <laughs> this is like the end of uh, Rares of Lost Ark. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. When they're tied. Don't look, Marion. Don't look at it. It's exactly like. Why that. does look? How would he know that looking at it kills you? It doesn't make any sense. He's a smart guy. He, there's no way he could He's know that. Worldly. It's never been. <laughs> it's never been laid out in the thing why looking at it would matter. It's he shouldn't know. Worldly, worldly thoughts. By the way, none of the Nazis who were standing by didn't hear him say that and like, oh, I'm not going to look at it either. Then, oh, maybe they don't understand English though. You know what? They probably didn't understand it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where were we? We're Benzikowski raised to 260. We're trying to figure right. out okay, so, what, so his, if Sam, what his plan is. So if Sam re-raises, I understand you're saying like, well, what? Sam doesn't have very many strong hands. But now Sam has limped and then bet, call, raise, re-raise, shove, basically. That's true. That That's, looks pretty strong. And now I think strong. he's got sets and aces and ace-king, basically. Yeah, maybe a little king-queen. Maybe some king-queen because who can have... Yeah, king-queen yeah. plays the same, right? Yeah. Um, so that seems, that seems like not... My, I think our plan... And I'm, I don't know yet. I mean, I know what's going to happen in the hand, but I'm saying based on where I am at this point, as bad Zikowski, I feel like my plan should be, uh, if I'm raising here, I'm raising not to induce from Sam, unless I know lots of things about Sam in this spot, which I don't see how he could. Yeah. I mean, he it's, plays with Sam more than we do, so maybe he, he does. does. So maybe maybe he does, Sam do some weird shit like this. He does know lots of things about Sam, but, perhaps compared to us. But I think the plan should mostly be to like raise fold, right? Yeah, actually, it's the perfect spot for it as far as tournament strategy as well because this is his big blind, and he will be down to about a million, which is less than 10 big blinds, but he also has the full orbit now. Like This is like the ideal spot to raise fold to a small amount if you have to find a spot for it. He's also only putting in two blinds that he, wouldn't have, that he wasn't already committed to the pot ahead yeah. of time. That's amazing you know, as a way to like extract yourself from this potentially really bad situation. You raise, Sam folds, we're going with it. You raise Sam, you know, doesn't fold. We're, we're shoving if he calls, and we're probably folding to a re-raise because doesn't he just have to have it? No, he doesn't have it, but, like, I'm saying if he actually raises, he probably has it, right? Yeah. Like, if he has ace-king, he's probably just going to move in at this point because we're all so short anyway. Right. He's like, uh, you have two pair, but I, I'm not going to fold. Yeah. Anyway, 260. 260. All right, here's another thing that happens. Yeah. Sam Greenwood does move in. I know. For 1.17 million what with the ace hell? queen of diamonds. What is happening? Having limped on the deuce four king board. Now, we don't really have to go over what he's repping because it's pretty obvious, right? It sets ace king, king queen, and aces. It's king queen plus. Yeah. King queen plus, yeah. Um, that's not a huge part of the deck, but it's what he's saying he has. 
And it, it, it may be a huge part of his range. It may be. And it's also super fucking weird for him to do this as a bluff, which he is doing, considering the Badzikowski can have any two cards in the deck. That's the thing. I mean, he can't have aces. He can't right, have right. two kings. Right, but he has all the two pair combos. He has all the two pair combos. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's got bottom two. He's got kings up. And we block none of it. Correct. And we don't block anything. I mean, what is Sam doing? He blocks the wheel draw, which you would want his opponent to have. <laughs> he blocks backdoor diamond draws. I mean, I mean he has a backdoor diamond draw. Yeah. At least. All right. You take the first shot at this one. What is Greenwood doing here? Okay. Because Badzikowski could really have an easy <laughs> with like a two-pair hand. What Greenwood is doing, here's shot number one. Greenwood is aware that this is an insanely strong line for him to take. It is. He limps, and then he shoves over the raise when there's a caller behind him even. It just looks like super, super strong. Super strong, though, can be king-queen, right? Yeah. Because he's just going to go with king-queen at this point. Yeah. So that's actually a little bit of a problem, though, isn't it? Because king-queen isn't beating all the two pair combos, which are, I would say, Badzikowski's most likely raises. Yeah. Seems like it. Is he really going to... Do we think we're going to get Badzikowski to fold bottom two here? I don't think we are. No. I think he is going to go with it. Do we think we're getting Badzikowski to fold king-10 here? Maybe. Maybe we can get him to fold. For, for, you know, he has king nine, but like king yeah. 10 feels like the best hand he can ever have that he could consider folding to me, right? Yeah, like maybe. King Jack is going to hate and he's going to call. Yeah. Is my thought. He's going to be like, too, it's too good. Maybe king 10 is too good too. I don't know. But like, so now what? So now we need Madzikowski just to be taking a weird random shot. Or raising with a weird medium strength hand like he is. Okay. Raising to... A tiny amount, by the way. Why would he be doing that? I don't know, but he is. He is. He's short, and he has top pair. That's why he's doing it, right? I guess. He's, got, he's doing it for value. It seems weird to not raise more either it way. It does seem weird. Is it possible Sam's reading to the sizing here, too? And he's like, oh, you're trying to leave yourself room to actually fold Maybe. with your reasonable hand? I would imagine Badzikowski's too balanced to make that read on. I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is... Uh, I, okay, that was my shot. You go. Uh, it's kind of a pivot off of your shot, but I think maybe Sam's deciding I'm repping a very particular hand. I'm repping aces. Like, that's the hand that actually makes the most sense here. And I block aces, so I can do that. And uh, I block aces? What, is, what do you mean? That has nothing to do with anything. You're right. Yeah, but, no one has aces. Yeah. Right. Um, but he's repping aces, and he has two back doors. That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that doesn't sound like it's good enough either, I got to say. No. Okay, let's take another shot. Let's keep going. He really has to pee. Okay, it looks insanely strong. Yeah. We can agree on that. It looks really strong. That I agree on. That's good. The problem is Badzikowski has so many easy calls. So many, like, no-brainer calls. Yeah. Now, once in a while... Now, is it possible Badzikowski might take, like, middle pair and sometimes race here? Maybe Sam's seen him do that. Ah, yeah, maybe. Like, I block middle set... Uh, Nobody like the small blind doesn't have a very strong hand. He would he would have raised at this point. He's not going to just going to call one blind, you know. Um, oh, by the way, I mean I guess he's folded now anyway. Oh no no sorry no no he just calls one blind. He's not going to just call one blind out of position to two players with like a strong hand almost ever. Yeah right. He's usually going to do something stronger than that. Also, if he had a pocket pair, he probably would have raised pre. You know, even though Sam limped, probably he's going to raise pre. Um, I block Sam having middle set, so now Sam only has some other stuff. 
So uh, and he bets so small he can have anything because Sam bets super super tiny as we know. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like use my middle pair, turn my middle pair into not really a bluff, but like uh, this is a pot that's worth winning, and calling isn't gonna work for me at this point. It's like I can't protection. really win the pot if I call very often. Yeah, it's just protection. Yeah, like everyone, please go away. I will take this pot. It matters to me. Like I probably have the best hand. But how often are you really folding out Daniel Chitang, who decided to call Greenwood's thing when you make it 140k more? Like You're not. that guy's gonna call everything. Yeah, or race. I agree. He's gonna call for sure. So you, you can't do this with middle pair effectively, right? If and you Green, had more chips, if everyone had more chips, you could do it. Greenwood knows that. Yeah. So that can't be bad. That's not it. Move and that can't be what Greenwood thinks. Okay, your turn. You go. I don't want to go. Potato. <laughs> I don't want to go. I think it's maybe Greenwood sees Badzikowski raise a lot of flops. Maybe not with middle pair, but with whatever he's doing it with. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be super strong. But still, maybe <laughs> this is tough. I don't maybe know. Sam is aware that this looks super strong and you just shouldn't have it when it looks super strong all that often because these guys are good enough to understand that it looks super strong. Yeah. So he just is like intentionally like, oh, I have two back doors, two nut draw back door draws. I've got the overcard. If maybe that'll sometimes bail me out if he, uh, if he just has a king and calls, which he may not call anyway. And uh, I can't always have it. That is not good enough, though. I got to tell you, like, as we said, Badzikowski has all the strong two pair hands, all the two pair hands. He's got them all. We block nothing. <laughs> well, maybe Greenwood knows this. Okay. Here we go. Here right. we go. We got something. I mean, it's a stretch. Go. And you're going to strongly disagree with it. I don't care. All right. So Badzikowski has all the two pair combos, which amounts to 27 combos. Okay. That's on any flop that is not paired. You're so uh, cool. Damn, that's just math for you guys. It's amazing how sometimes I lay the knowledge. Anyway, he's got those combos. Yeah. But Greenwood knows enough about Badzikowski. They play enough together. He also knows that if Badzikowski has any king, he's going to do this. Okay. And that's a ton more than 27 combos. It's like an impossibly large number of combos. The any king thing. Mm-hmm. It's like not impossibly large, but you know, it's something in the realm of 100 combos, right? Sure. I have no idea. Something like that. Fine. Um, so Greenwood thinks, okay, the two pairs are going to snap call me. Most of the Kings are going to have to fold or have a very tough decision. So this is profitable against that combinatorial range. Is any King going to raise at 260 K? Well, it's a big assumption. That's the big assumption that I thought you yeah. might fight against. I'm going to say this. It's a stretch and I strongly disagree with it. <laughs> no, actually I don't, I don't know. Um, this is my, this is my concern from Greenwood's point of view is that bad is going to take like the King sixes of the world. And just be like, you know what? I'm all in. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to think about it. I've got top pair. I understand there's a caller in the small blind. No, I, I know all you're saying makes sense from this perspective. I'm saying Greenwood knows Badzikowski well. Yeah. Knows Badzikowski's sizing is okay. always like this in a spot like this. Okay. With any hand that he has. Right, right, right. So then, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go with that. That's right. cool. That's my best guess. And that means he's going to do it with all kings. And, and he's and, going to fold those kings. And he's going to fold those with some relative frequency because it looks crazy strong what Greenwood's doing. And it looks like Badzikowski has a strong hand. And maybe also you're aware that, like, we are in money jumpville at this point, yeah. right? And so Badzikowski's like, I mean, I'm only going to have eight or nine blinds, but that's better than just going out right yeah, now. Yeah, we we've absolutely seen Greenwood try to take advantage of money jumpville against uh, Andre Shadilov. Yes, we have. It did not work. It really failed, but it was a good try. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, as Badzikowski, sometimes you just sit there and, like, we've all been in this spot. I know all the listeners have as well, like, where you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm beat. 
Like yeah. I'm just definitely beat. And it doesn't matter that I'm only going to have eight blinds or whatever. Like I'm a hundred percent beat. So I'm going to throw my hand away. None, none of this matters. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool that I have top pair, but what's more cool is not busting the tournament right now when I'm a hundred percent beat, you know? Yep. And so maybe he just thinks like, I'm going to get him to fold all the Kings and he's doing this with all the Kings. If that's true, that could be a reason. That could be. It's still not great because right. he's got very little, very little stack. I think we're done taking stabs unless okay. you have something else, right? No, that's all I got. So we have a couple theories. None of them are great, no. but maybe that last one is the closest. I'm not sure. Sure. Anyway, Tang eventually folds, which makes sense. He, I mean, I'm surprised he really takes a long time after yeah. those raise raise. This feels like a super easy fold. But guess what? This isn't going to work out too well for Sam Greenwood because Badzikowski, after a little bit of deliberation, decides to call with the king. Not, not very long, even. He, right. he says, so you're saying you have aces. Yeah. And then he calls. Yeah. And uh, the run out is not favorable to Greenwood, and he's out. So should Badzikowski be calling? That is the next question. If we know Sam is capable of doing some weird-ass shit, which he clearly is, yeah, and we've obvious. seen him do other weird-ass shit, I think we absolutely have to call with, in this spot. That's a real problem for Greenwood's plan. I don't know how often he's actually doing these things. Like, I get a very selected view of Sam Greenwood hands that people send us, which are cool and weird. Yeah. So I see him doing weird stuff. He's playing a lot of poker where he's probably not doing weird stuff, yep. is my guess. Otherwise, sure. this would be an easy, this would be an insta call. If he was doing Badzikowski. stuff this out of the box all the time, he would absolutely be getting destroyed. Of course. And Badzikowski would like beat him into the pot. Right. Like the moment um, the small blind folded, Badzikowski would have thrown a chip in, right? He'd be like, Yes. Yeah. Like once in a while you have me, but like this is great. You know, there's certain players who are like that. And you just, yeah. it's the Victor Bloms of the world, right? You're just like, yeah, you're just going to lose your mind because it looks strong. And, but you can have anything. And we know that. So I'm calling you with all my good stuff. And top pairs more than enough against you, kind of a thing. Right. Um, so Greenwood's good enough that he's got to be close ish to balanced here, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to guess that Badzikowski thinks clearly that Greenwood isn't really balanced, right? Yeah. Or, or that he's balanced. Or I, sh- I shouldn't say isn't balanced, but is ba- or is balanced enough. He doesn't just, even though it looks super strong, it doesn't mean he's super strong. Right. Which is, so that means he is balanced. But, um, and then that's a good enough reason to call with King-9 from Badzikowski's point of view. Now, he's got to be raising all the kings to call with King-9. Yes. Because otherwise, from a distribution point of view, at least, this would be a very bad play. Yeah. But it could also be that his plan is basically like, I'm going with this hand. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is top pair. This is a good too flop. Short, too short, short to not go with it. Like, let's do this, you know, and that's it. And, and maybe he's also glad that it's Sam who's shoving instead of the small blind because the small blind oh, suddenly definitely. shoves out of nowhere. It's like... That's a little scarier. Because he has all the two pairs and stuff, yeah. right? You would expect him to raise those mostly, but maybe it's like top two or something. We yeah. block it. We probably have to, we have to go with it anyway, I think. I think we have to go with it against the small blind too, though. Because Sam has the weird things like aces. And the other guy doesn't have all that stuff. And like we said, he doesn't really have sets, and Sam can have sets. Yeah. It makes me think that Greenwood doesn't do this lumping stuff that often that Makita says, so you're saying you have aces. Because right. that's like kind of just like the standard level 1A thought of it. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it isn't just that he limped, right? It's that he yeah. limped and then bet and then three bet yeah. shoved the flop, which right. is now like really strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume Santa's just going to shove the aces, right? But... I don't even, if he actually had aces here, he might just call the race. Yeah, he might. Although I, he doesn't necessarily want to let the other guy in. Yeah, that's and true. And now the they're guys, short. The, and the other guy's for winning. sure coming in. If, if right. So calls. actually, yeah, he like, why let this wheel draw, like draw for another blind? Yeah, yeah. you know what? So he's going to re-raise. Actually, he's going to re-raise anything he's going with here. Or he's going to continue. He's almost never going to call. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think from Badzikowski's perspective on this call, it's like because Sam Greenwood, who is like a black box of poker knowledge that you can never fully understand, you have to just call because your hand is too good and you're too short. But against like a more exploitable opponent, this is a pretty easy fold probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this is an actual like sort of traditional, stereotypical, like old guy at the poker table who limps and then does this like, oh, yeah, you're I mean, you don't really want to be raising from it for information but no. boy did you just get information from the old guy who always has it yeah. always a million percent of the time pretty much yeah yeah anyway i still don't feel like i understand either of sam greenwood's major decisions here i i mean yeah i'm with you bro but we tried we tried hey go ahead and uh, let us know your theories yeah tell us what you think what do you think sam greenwood is doing with this limp what's his intent don't just repeat what we said. We get that a lot on YouTube where like, we're like, what are your favorite? You know, and we get a lot of good YouTube comments. We do. I mean, why are you just kind of shitting everybody? They because, get a lot of good stuff. All right. I just want to point this out because I, I do love the comments, but I have noticed in the YouTube videos, especially the ones where it's a confusing hand and we don't come to a, a solid conclusion, the people who actually give comments on what their theories are tend to be just repeating what our theories were. I mean, they're just like trying to figure it out too. And so yeah. if they agree with us, they're going to, that's them saying, yeah, we think you're right. Versus the people who very loudly say, we think you're wrong, which we also get. Right. right. I, I don't love- know what, what your problem is. I think you're crazy. I think you're an ass. Whoa. Podcast over. Knife fight starting. Single MC, how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.